Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Lucas Graham, who recently unveiled his long-awaited full-length album 4, The Pink Album, via Warner Records. Lucas, welcome back to Headliner Radio. How are you? Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, I'm great. Good. Um, yeah, it's wonderful to finally release a full length album. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's um, it's exciting stuff, and I'm I'm looking forward to chatting to you about it today. Um, just now I mentioned off the call, we spoke a couple of years ago, kind of at the height of the pandemic, um, about your track "Share That Love" with GEZ. Um, what's been happening since then, man? In you know, in your personal life, generally speaking, how are the kids? I mean, the kids are good. The <laughs> big one, big one started school, and the little one started kindergarten. So, uh, oh wow, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's getting very they, real. Yeah, it, it is super real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, I have this very split life in between making porridge and cleaning up a house, <laughs> and then like traveling all over the world. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. uh, <clears throat> I kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, a lot of things have happened since. Um, not too long after we spoke, I decided to go clean and sober, which is probably like the yes. biggest yeah. change for me besides being a parent. Um, the best decision I made in my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a decision influenced by by the kids as well? Was that kind of a, a decision you made off the back of, of becoming a father, you know? I remember having this thing in my 20s when I was like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this high dad yeah yeah, like, yeah and i always knew i wanted to be a dad um and then my my first daughter was born and we kind of kept traveling and i just was just smoking a little less and i don't know i think mostly it was the pandemic it was like i realized that it had gone from something i was doing with other people to something i'd be doing by myself yes yes um i was suddenly sitting in my yard with a beer and a joint and was like what's happening like what this isn't a social situation yes, you know yes <clears throat> and um and so i just decided to to quit and uh been yeah clean and sober two years and three four months now wow amazing yeah yeah so now i'm just addicted to other things i just came from a swim in the ocean uh which was a, a fairly invigorating experience <laughs> i uh, i do follow your your escapades on instagram man because um i see you having a dip in is it is it like a canal there in 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 denmark where where you where you sometimes have a little dip i mean it, it makes me feel cold just thinking about it but yeah yeah and there's this uh, there's a very very wide canal that runs between the two main islands of copenhagen and right. then there's some smaller ones but i mean the, the temperature of the ocean doesn't really change much um <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonderful. It it does something to you to get in the water for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. whenever there's there's a time time for it. Definitely, definitely. Um, so obviously, coming out of the pandemic, um, like you say, you made that decision to to focus more on the family and the music and 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 get back to to that. Do you feel like you're fully back in in the songwriting flow now, Lucas, and and the right headspace? You know. Yeah, it was almost annoying to be in the middle of an album creation process. Uh, you know, the first single from this album was released in 2019. Mm-hmm. Share That Love was released in 2020. Now it's like January 23, February 2023. Mm. And and it's like this 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 album has been underway for like four and a half years. Yes. And it's it's as if me getting 
Clean and Sober brought me back to a different way of writing songs, a more like mm -hmm. old school way of writing songs, like mm -hmm. the way I was doing it before. Uh, we started traveling all over the world and being super busy. So it's almost annoying to to have to like release an album but at the same time it's an album i needed to release for myself you yes, know what i mean yes, yes. And i'm very proud of it very happy of the songs that are they're on there um but it, it's almost as if now getting back to touring i'm starting next week uh getting back to touring getting back to songwriting getting back to basically my my job as i like it uh, i'm really looking forward to what's going to come up next in my creative process because i'm i was just really on a roll yeah. at the uh, like once i handed in the the album was basically finished so we could print vinyl in like june july and then I just kept writing songs that I felt were so good and I couldn't put them on this album, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Having a, um, a, an abundance of, uh, of songs that you love and that you, that you want to put out into the world can only be a good thing. Um, but it, at the same time, it's nice that this album is almost like a, a, a culmination of, of everything that you've been through. Um, and I, I guess, uh, in a, in a sort of wider perspective that what the world has been through in the last four years. Um, so I can imagine, yeah, it is a really nice feeling to, to put out a body of work, um, like that. Yeah. I also think, uh, like I grew up in a, in, in a commune, basically, um, uh, 34 acres of squatted army base yes. in the, they were yes. squatted in 1971. I was born on a couch in a house without a toilet or a bathroom until I was like the age of six. Mm. I believe my dad had dug the sewer system to the house and growing up with my dad's immaculate record collection and uh -huh. CD collection. It's like, I'm an album boy. Yes. You know, I would put on an album while I was cooking uh, with my dad or when we like bring the whole PA outside when we were barbecuing. Yeah. We When we did Christmas charity every year, I still do it on the 22nd of December. I, my dad got me into basically cooking the meals for, for all the volunteers doing uh, yeah, it's called Christmas for the Christmas list. And like we'd, we'd bring the whole PA down and like select like 50 vinyls that we wanted to at least attempt to listen to you know yeah yeah uh, so i i like that i can make a playlist it's great when someone hands you a, a wonderful playlist for a party for example but when i'm at home and i'm doing my thing i put it on like full-length albums yes yes it's nice to listen to something from 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 front to back isn't it um and and kind of uh, you know go with that journey and uh yeah i mean let's talk about the album lucas um home movies uh featuring Mickey Guyton um came out fairly recently which has got a bit more of a country vibe to it obviously Mickey being a a country artist um tell us a little bit about if the track if you wouldn't mind uh, i guess a little bit about you know what it's about and and how it came together uh, how did you guys first start working together Mickey did some choir work on on a song I put out in 2021 called um, "Call My Name." Okay, and uh, she didn't. I didn't ask her to put it on there. It was one of the songwriters uh, who knew her, um, an Englishman actually, Fraser Churchill. Okay, and he um, he had her do some choir work on it. And after that, I te I texted her saying, "Wow, what what amazing choir work you did here!" Then I heard the demo for for home movies, and as soon as I'd recorded. Like my stab at it, I, w I was wondering maybe I should sing this with Mickey. Mm. Maybe she she'd like make the song better, which I think she really did. And 
one of the funny things about home movies is it's it's a song I didn't write. Um, it's some very good friends of mine who wrote it with uh, Nicole Gallion, who's a an esteemed Nashville country writer. Okay, but um, David Labrell and Germ, whom I've written with before since the yeah since my first trips to LA. Yeah, and and when I heard the song, it, I've like that first verse says he's got his mother's eyes and his daddy's charm. Mm which I just felt really spoke to me about yes. me. And, uh, and yeah, the other, just listening to Germ sing the demo, I, I wasn't in doubt. Like, this is, a, this is my song. Like I never wrote it, but it, it's mine. <laughs> like, um, so it was a fun pandemic back and forth. Yeah, like we just yeah. sent demos back and forth. She recorded some, I recorded some, then we got a production we didn't like. Then we got one we liked a little more. And, and I met her actually a few weeks ago in, in New York for the first time, like a few hours before performing Good Morning America with her. So that was a that was a very, very intense morning. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. Um and obviously returning to your songwriting roots, I know you've done a lot of your writing in the same rehearsal space, um, which is just ten minutes from your house in Copenhagen, which we spoke about um in our previous interview. Was that quite an easy decision for you, Lucas, um, to just return to a, a familiar space and you know, a familiar environment to um to really kind of get the the creative juices flowing? I think it is what it is, you know. Um, I like writing like lyrics on the road, I, at home. Um, I've had a lot of my my recent stuff made in, in Los Angeles because that's where a lot of the guys I was writing with, they moved there yes. after the initial success of Seven Years and the Blue Album. But now I was in Copenhagen, I couldn't really leave you know <laughs> like yeah. so i i basically ordered some gear that i missed working with from from the states a few compressors and a microphone and and basically redid the studio space that i that i used to work out of oh cool so it was it was a very natural decision i'd never really stopped working there um i had just stopped working there as much um and then now i've made it into a, a space where i can really bring in songwriters and producers from around the world and i can work from that space without really needing anything yes and that's that's very nice yeah absolutely absolutely and and, and on the album um we've already touched on this but there's a lot of uh, reflection and it kind of ultimately represents everything you've been working towards um it's kind of this journey of of self discovery right um could you kind of elaborate a little bit on that just for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I've I've sort of, after my father died a little more than 10 years ago, I I became a very autobiographical songwriter, so to speak. Sure. Um, and uh, I, I actually like it. It's, uh, it's very, I guess, rap music inspired. I'm, I, I write about the things I do and the yeah. life I live yeah. and the experiences I go through. And with that, I mean... I've written about my father's death. I've written about, about traveling all over the world. And now I'm writing about having my kids, getting clean and sober. Mm-hmm. The issues that are in a relationship that never change is a really beautiful piano ballad on the on the album that basically talks about like wanting to, at, at least wanting the love in a relationship not to change, even though there are struggles and there are ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I usually, when I talk to my, my younger friends that talk about like relationship issues or uh, why is it so tough i say well the real work isn't at your work you're the real work is at home mm. and then you go play and you have fun and you like whatever you work with her i hope you really like it <laughs> <laughs> but then you go home and then you work 
your ass off, sorry, your work, your, your butt <laughs> off to make sure that the relationship works and that the relationship with the kids work. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all, uh, it's all work, isn't it really? When it comes, when it comes down to it, but just uh, a different, a different facet, I guess. Um, uh, but no, that's a nice, um, it's, it's a nice, uh, story you're telling, uh, on the record f- for sure. Did you approach it differently um, from a creative standpoint, Lucas? Again, we've already slightly touched on this, but did you approach it differently to, to previous projects just because of, um, you know, it's, it's obviously it's been in the pipeline for four years, um, but did you approach it differently in terms of um, were you doing a lot of like Zoom sessions back and forth writing? Were you just locked into the studio? How did you, how did you go about it in that sense? I did a few Zoom sessions and I, and I realized it wasn't for me. The only song on the album that's written exclusively on Zoom is uh, Safe Forever. Okay. That I, I, I finished that with the Scottish songwriter, Dave Gibson. Okay. Actually, one of the same uh, songwriters of Share That Love. And um, I finished the song because it was close to being done. And I knew, I knew Dave. I'd had a, like a in-person session with him in Los Angeles right before the pandemic. Okay. Um, but I didn't really enjoy the Zoom. So I, uh, I actually went to London to write some stuff. Um, for the first time, I went to London and, and tried working with some people there, which was amazing. Um, Phil Cooks, Joe Kearns, um, Nina Nesbitt. Awesome. We had a wonderful day. We wrote three songs that day, nice. <laughs> and the, one, of the, one of the men is is the opener of the album "Stay Above," um, and uh, yeah, also just getting to know more songwriters because my guys, the original collaborators of my music, they were stuck in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I was, I've, I think there's more songwriters and producers on this album than there's ever been because I usually have worked with one team. Yes, to kind of finish my projects. So it was a very different creative pro- uh, like process this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. And I mean, it's been seven years now since seven years. Um, <laughs> yeah. Incredibly, um, you recorded a live version seven years later, uh, which you released last year. And it, I mean, it still kind of brings shivers down the spine listening to that track. And, and the live version's amazing, Lucas. Um, h- how Thanks. was how was that for you, man? Like revisiting your biggest hit and, and, and sort of seeing how much people still love it. I mean, it's the song that changed my life, you know, so I also love it. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also I've had this very, um, I have a very dogmatic approach to releasing songs that I don't want to put out songs that I don't want to sing. Mm. Um, so with, with all of the songs that I've had various success with in different territories, none of them are boring to sing now. Yes. Um, I have friends and colleagues who've released music that they now maybe aren't as proud of as they were six, seven, ten years ago when they released it, or they're not as happy with the song because they feel they're in a different place now. And so it feels off for them to perform that song. But for me, it's I think it's wonderful to go on stage and sing songs that mean something to the audience that showed up. Like I, I'll always bring new material on stage and I'll probably do that forever and sometimes perform an unreleased song and uh, or a cover once in a while yeah but i i like i, I like this this exchange of energy there is with an audience that sings along to something they love yeah absolutely and and that is really it really is a sing along tune isn't it um 
when it yeah know. remarkably so even though like there's so many lyrics there's no hook that's being repeated mm. like there's just verse a and verse yeah. b yeah. and there's so many lyrics and people are just singing all four minutes back which yeah. is it's is also a little baffling every time it happens <laughs> incredible um there's an international tour on the horizon is that right lucas you must be you must be excited about that have you got any more info to share at this time yeah i mean the we only have one england date london that's already sold out okay amazing um and and it's unfortunately because of routing issues the pandemic has made everybody wants to tour so it's really tricky to get the right dates in the yes. right countries to yeah. make things work so this is going to be a scandinavian northern european tour awesome with a quick stop in london um i mean i would like to go to places i haven't been yet yeah. you know like yeah. go to south america maybe play a few shows in some African countries. Um, and then, of course, visit the rest of Europe and the United States again would be wonderful. Um, but I'll take what I can get. Just getting on a tour bus next week for two weeks with my guys is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really does feel like coming back to something that resembles a normal. Yeah, for sure. When, when was the last time you were out touring, Lucas? Or have you, been, have you played any shows? Did you play any shows 2022? Um, in you know like in your hometown and stuff yeah we did uh, six really big shows in denmark that's where one of them was we recorded the seven years later um yes and we've done odd little jobs here and there and some company gigs but the last time we were on a tour bus with a band and a crew was november 2019 wow. in in yeah. the united states there you go Mm. it must it must be exciting then it must be everyone just must be buzzing to to get back out then and uh oh completely and but from a band perspective also uh, my bass player had a complete um meltdown in 2019 and was like i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be a dad in february i don't want to tour anymore so uh after 10 years with magnus standing next to me bobbing on stage we got a new bass player okay and uh we've got a new guitarist the same with it with our piano man is like the only original members of the band is me and mr lovestick on drums so it's uh it's also going to be like a like a band camp thing we're yeah. going to go out with our new guys get like build a great bond between uh, like the five of us yeah um because it is it is like a like we were we've we all went to the same school the guys who started the band and and us who wrote the songs for the, the first albums. So it is a different era. It's a different uh, yeah. chapter in, in our lives. Definitely, definitely. What else are you looking forward to, uh, you know, music-wise and, and maybe outside of music um, for, the, for the rest of the year, man? What have you, um, what have you got in the, in the pipeline? I mean, I try to be uh, like at home as much as possible see my mom and that still she still lives in the same house in the same neighborhood mm -hmm. try to see my guys out there um it's it's always fun to take walks in like where i grew up because people ask some different questions you know they're not all about oh how's the career going they're more like how are you yeah 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 um and it's always always fun go through the pusher street and see all the yeah. all the lads <laughs> <laughs> and, and like yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a, a place that keeps me very well grounded because yeah. there's people there I've known since kindergarten and some of them since before kindergarten. My friends' parents and um, and my friends with their kids, you know, and it's um, it's also just life. Like I'm looking forward to traveling more with my kids. I'm looking forward to 
seeing some new places in the world, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, we got, got an Indonesian festival coming this summer, which is bound to be amazing. absolutely spectacular. Yeah, oh, amazing, man. Yeah, it sounds like there's there's loads going on to um, to look forward to. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And I, I love the fact that that you still live um, in in the town that you grew up and, and you still have such a such a close connection there. Like you say, it kind of keeps you grounded in, in more ways than one, I, I would imagine. Um, I mean, it's yeah. it's also a little heartbreaking to be this close. You know, the like uh, this summer of uh, 21, we were basically, we woke up in the middle of the night because the sirens were ringing and you could like hear, okay, there's a lot of, this not only police cars, like this is ambulances and the full lot. And my wife goes, are you sure something isn't happening in Christiania? And um, the next day I get a text from from one of my best childhood friends saying, hey, I just want you to hear it from me. But the kid that got shot last night was my brother. Oh, wow. And yeah, uh, so we, we had to bury Sven, 21 years old. Gosh. And it's, it's, there's just a very big, um, like there's a big, uh, difference in the life I live and what I come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's friends mixed up in all sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of Stuff. things. And, and, yeah. uh, yeah. and then me traveling the world and, and singing in front of like these sold out rooms and playing festivals and stuff. So it's, um, there's a lot of contrast in my life yeah. and and I kind of like it like that. You know, mm. I like being able to, to know what's going on in the neighborhood mm-hmm. to like know when there's a funeral. Uh, I can't be at all of them, but, uh, but I, I try to be there for what I can be there for, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. No, I think it's great. I think it's, you know, it's important that you're, that you're such a, a big part of the, um, of the local community. I think it's, I think it's a lovely thing. Um, and uh, like you say, it brings that that contrast to your life, um, which you know you can write about in your songs, or you can you know you can you can use it to to grow as a person and and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, uh, I mean it's been it's been great hearing um, you know what you've been up to, man, and and, and catching up um, uh, since the last time we spoke. So thank you, uh, thank you again, Lucas, for for your time. Thank you for your time. I mean, I think it's also a, a thing about I. Like, people always ask me, why didn't you move to LA or New York? Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. say, well, my songs don't come from LA. <laughs> like my songs come from here. Yes. And, uh, and I think I need a bit of real life in, <laughs> in my songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure where it would go, but, but I really like the, I like the, the realness of it all. You know, I drop my daughter off at the same school where a lot of my friends drop their kids off, you know, and that's, uh, I think they also deserve a normal life, even though their dad has an extraordinary job. Yeah, just keeping it real, really. Very much so. Yeah. 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 No, I I, I love it, man. I love it, and um, yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a nice place for us to to leave it. Actually, Lucas, um, like I say, Brilliant. It's, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure, man. And um, best of luck with with everything you've got going on at the moment. It sounds like it's going to be a it's going to be a big year for you. Oh, it is indeed. Um, uh, sorry for the for the swearing in the middle. No, no, all good. Um, no, we we, we, we allow <laughs> cursing on uh, on headliner radio. So you're, oh, well. all, you're all good, man. <laughs> good, good thing I didn't swear any more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, thank you so much again, man, and um, and uh, take care of yourself and and the family and all the rest of it for the purposes of the um, for the podcast. We'll uh, we'll say our goodbyes now and and hopefully catch up very soon, Lucas. Thanks very much. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I hope we will. 
have a wonderful day and uh, yeah, enjoy. Thank you so much. The end of winter. Yes, we will. We will. Take care, man. Bye. Cheers. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.